if you've ever struggled being in a relationship, it probably has a lot to do with you not liking you and you not knowing who you are before you get into the relationship or the friendship. Because I was, I mean, I was told the same thing. Women are catty. Women are mean. Women will backstab you. Women will tear you down. Women will do all the things. Here's the truth. You're right. There is some of those women out there. Who cares? Don't be fucking one of those women. (laughs) Number one, don't be one of those women. Work on yourself. Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. Today, my guest is going to blow you away. She exudes confidence, that thing we all just want a little bit more of. She's a straight shooter and dives in deep with her clients to help uncover their gifts. She's changing one life at a time through her one-on-one coaching, mastermind programs, and her live retreats. She's a former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach, a motivational speaker, and she recently launched her very own podcast, Decide It's Your Turn. What I love most about her is that she's warm, authentic, genuine, and she knows exactly how to make you feel seen, heard, known, and understood. She's one of those people you dream to have in your court because she not only helps you shatter your limiting beliefs, she helps you uncover your purpose. I'm so happy to introduce my very first guest who helped me uncover my purpose. Please welcome Christina LaCure. This makes me so happy. I'm like, could not freaking wait. I was telling my husband last night, we went for Mexican. I was having a margarita and I was like, we can't stay out too late. I've got to do a podcast with Candace in the morning and I'm so freaking excited. So I'm honored, so stoked to be here and I'm so excited for you. Me too. I know I had a glass of wine last night, my Friday night, and I'm like, nope, shutting her down in bed at nine, like up early this morning getting in the groove. Yeah. So, so happy to be here with you. Well, that's my normal life. Like one, like rarely do I drink, but when I do it's one and I'm in bed and I'm up (laughs) early. Like that's so normal for me. So yeah, but I loved it. I'm super, super stoked. Okay. So I want to start, I want you to take me back to your childhood. Can you lead us down the path? Where did you start and how did you end up here? Oh dear God, we don't (laughs) have enough time. Uh, uh, so you are in Canada. I'm originally from Canada. I now live in, uh, right outside of Little Rock, Arkansas. For most people who don't know, I always say it's like, you know, near Texas, um, just South, very much in the South. I came down here when I was 21 years old to go to college. I played college golf down here. Uh, grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, right outside of Edmonton until I was about 10 or 11 years old, moved to the city, um, lived in like the Riverbend area, very, you know, normal childhood. I snowboarded in the winter, uh, wanted to do the exact opposite of what my parents told me to do. So they wanted me to play golf like my brother. So I was like, fuck that. No, thanks. Um, but I started working at a golf course when I was 14 years old. I was one of the first females to ever work in like the bag shop had to wear the boys clothes the whole bit. Um, but I started doing that when I was about 14 and then I figured out, I think like maybe four or five years in, I just wanted to hang with the guys all the time. And so I was like, okay, in order to hang with the guys after work, I had to learn how to play golf. And so I took up golf when I was 18. I got really good, really fast. Won the first three tournaments I ever played in. And by 21, I had a scholarship to central Arkansas played there for four years. Um, both of my brothers came down and actually played down here as well. So all three of us played in our played here in Arkansas. Um, I was an all American. I won five times. I had a really, really great college experience after about the first year, to be honest with you, my very first year here in Arkansas, I absolutely friggin' hated it. It is, um, the exact polar opposite of Canada in every regard. Um, but you know, I've been here tw- like, I gosh, 2002. So, you know, it's close to like 18, 19 years later. I freaking love it here. It's where I still, still reside. I'm an American citizen now, but, um, yeah. So I came down here, played college golf after college. I, uh, 
played professional golf for a few years and then, um, finally tuned into who I actually really was and what was actually, uh, lighting me up in life and started getting into the coaching confidence, success mindset, business world. You know, a lot of people put like, I'm not a big fan of the word life coach. I don't love that title, but, uh, I just help people live in their purpose really, really, really confidently. And, um, yeah, it's what I'm doing now. So that's a very, very fast, uh, we can dive into all the things in between, but that was a very fast rundown. <laughs> so how did you, um, like what led you to discover that you weren't living in your purpose? What were some of the maybe things that came up for you? Because you're leading other people to feel confident and live in their best life. But you weren't always like, how did you discover that in your golfing that that wasn't what it was going to be for you? Yeah, for sure. So I think we got to go back to where the golf and, um, where that kind of started kicking off really for me, it was probably about 18 years old. Like I said, when I started playing golf and during that time, two things kind of uh, happened. I've told this story a few times, but you know, when I was 18, uh, I started playing golf and I got really good. And I also got, came into my looks basically. So I was good looking and I was playing golf and I got a ton of attention and, you know, it's not like I didn't have attention when I was a kid, but my brother was always a standout in everything that he did. And he was kind of like the center of attention. And, you know, I was average looking average at school, average at most things, not bad, not good, but you know, it just wasn't like the spotlight that I felt like I got the minute I started like kicking ass and taking names at golf. And I started coming into the way that I looked. And so for me at 18 years of age is when I had this like immediate rush of external validation. And when you get that, it's like a drug, you become addicted to it. And you're like, okay, this is fucking amazing. How do I get more of this? <laughs> and for me, it was you know, how could I get better at golf? How could I get skinnier? How could I get prettier? How can I start hanging out with certain people? How could I, um, you know, start making more money? Because like, those were all the things that people were giving me praise for. And so I just wanted more and more of that. And, you know, that train went on for about 10 years and I was on a, a good run. But during that period of time is when I came to find out, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's not enough good golf. There's not you can't get skinny enough. You can't get rich enough. You can't get pretty enough to fill that hole of happiness or validation. And so for me, I was a, a mess really. Like I had good days. Don't get me wrong. Like I had a lot of awesome days. I had a great life in a lot of regards, but ultimately when you put your head on the pillow, you have to like yourself. And I fucking hated myself because I, didn't feel like I had a purpose outside of proving something that was never to be proved. You know, there was always another rung on the ladder per se. Like you can get to 130 pounds, but can you get to 129? Because you'll be happy at 129, but then you got there and you still weren't fucking happy. Or, you know, you get a $10,000 contract and you're like, fuck, that's awesome for the minute. But what do you have to do tomorrow to get happy? And I was miserable. I had an eating disorder. I didn't like myself. I was in the relationship that I am still in, you know, uh, 18 years later with my husband, but I'm not the same person. And I really just had to figure out like, oh, fuck, okay, maybe there's something else in this world that will make you happy because, you know, looks, money, golf is not doing it. And I really had to break away of all of those things and figure out who I am in between and now, obviously I love helping other people do that because, you know, it's the journey that I went through. Right. Yeah. I know I've seen from your mastermind groups and the one-on-one coaching, one -on -one coaching that I've done with you, how you are living in your purpose and what your gift to other people, how you allow them to kind of step into who they are and I don't know, tap into their ingredient list. I love how you brought that up with me. What is on your ingredient list on the daily uh, to look forward to that, that brings you the joy and that makes you excited to hop out of bed every day. What is it that ignites your soul and has you uh, excited for your work day? So yeah, what, um, what are some of the things on your ingredient list that, and, and have they stayed the same or how, how have they changed over time? 
Mm, I love that. That's so good. So that is one of the things that I learned from a good friend of mine who's actually a guest on my podcast upcoming. His name is Omar Elatar, and he has an amazing podcast called The Passionate View. And when you and I were working together one-on-one, I had just, uh, he had just, I think, spoken to my mastermind last year or done an interview with him and he and I were texting. And he said that that really helped him figure out his purpose. And, you know, I haven't used that quite a bit. I help a lot of people find their purpose. And I just think that that day, I just brought it up for you. And obviously I truly believe that the universe always gives you exactly what you need at the moment. And sometimes it's not about you. And so I'm so glad that helped you, but, um, going back to the question of what is on my ingredient list, I am very intentional about my day. I'm very intentional about my life. I am very intentional about where I spend the greatest asset on the planet, which is time. And for me, it really, I'm really good at knowing the top three. The top three for me are hundred percent. Where do I spend time with faith, universe, God, source, whatever you believe for me, it's God. Where do I spend the most time? It's with that. I, I literally have non-negotiables in my life of making sure I get a lot of prayer, quiet time. And it doesn't look the same every day. And it doesn't look like you would think it looks. I very rarely walk into a church, but I am very often, you know, having a relationship or conversation or sometimes a screaming match with God, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, And then my time with my husband, it is fucking the thing that lights me up the most. Like my husband has a very traditional job that is very much time consuming. Um, and so for me, I it's I make sure that my evenings are free and that I have time on the weekends. And even though I can basically be done every day whenever the fuck I want, <laughs> um, you know, it's not always the same for him. And so I'm very intentional with that. And then I I'm obsessed with what I get to do. I love my fucking clients. Like, you know, I always put in really good boundaries, but I'm also too, if I get a message from someone and I always say like 24 to 48 hour reply, but if I get a message on a Friday at four o'clock, I'm like, fuck, of course I'm going to answer this. Like I want to help them. This is like my job. It like makes me happy. So of course I'm going to do it. So those are probably my top three, my faith, my husband, my clients, and then, you know, family and friends come after that. Nice. Yeah, I know. I love uh, your husband and your relationship and how you share so openly about that. Um, So the two of you, how do you jive in your, I don't know, in your different schedules? I know you've talked about your love languages are different and that once you know the love languages, you can kind of give and receive and fill each other up that way. But how do you make it jive with your schedules and through all of the growth and transformation between you two, how do you still stay connected as you shed some of the old shit, I guess, and step into who you really are? Oh my God. That is such a great question. And I do think that you just gave your audience like a massive takeaway. There is like no love languages, no personalities, no Enneagrams, know as much about that other person as you possibly can, because then it allows you to be able to understand why they do the things that they do. You know, it's funny. I was on a, um, like once a month, my coach does a happy hour call with all of her one-on-one clients. And last night she told us that, um, and I'm airing her laundry, but anyway, her husband actually has, it's like a thing you can buy. It's a octopus that literally on, on Amazon, you can buy this octopus. And like, when the octopus is like one way, it means like, I've had a rough day. Don't talk to me, give my space. And when the octopus is the other way, it means like everything is, is fine. I'm like, wow. If someone needs an actual visual to know that I think, you know, and she's literally, she got married like a month ago, but <laughs> I think for me, I now understand when my husband needs some time, um, you know, it has been such a journey for us. And, you know, if you've listened to my podcast or you've, you know, you know, obviously you're one of my clients, you know me quite well. Um, it has been such a journey for us. We have not always been like this. We have had absolute shit show moments. Um, we, I will say though, over 18 years, we've never once broken up or slept in a separate bed. So I'm very proud of that, but we've had a lot of like down dirty flight fights where we're just like, not even in the same happiness with each other. But for us, it has learned how to communicate with one another. I think that that's really important. Um, I think we have got to figure out what our piece of the issue is. 99% of the time, it's like, I now know like, nah, this is probably on me. Um, And he's 
so good about saying the same things. Like he'll come home in a bad mood and he'll say one thing or get annoyed with me. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, it, he'll be like, Hey, I totally like took that on you and had nothing to do with you. And so I, will you accept my apology? And just us having that type of communication now has taken a lot of fucking work. And I will say it's not perfect. I will always say the thing with self-development is, is I believe the time in which bad moments or bad days has just gotten less. That's even for myself personally. Like my bad days sometimes used to be bad multiple days or a bad week. Now my bad moments, which we all have them, you're a fucking human, like you, (laughs) um, my bad moments are just lesser now. And I know how to get out of them faster. And I know how to take myself out of the situation and see it for what it really is and realize like it's happening for me. And I know that like, if you're not someone who understands that yet, you want to punch me right between the face. I totally get it. Like I wanted to punch those type of people as well, but it's, it's actually the fucking truth. Hate to tell you, but just learn it faster. (laughs) Great. Okay. So here is your time to shine. I think so many people understand that like less time giving into those feelings and getting in that headspace is, is what's going to create a more joyful life. But what, like, how do you do that? What are the strategies? What can people do? What are some of your go-tos that you do? So you're spending less time in that space. Yeah, I love that. Such a such a great question because that is super helpful. And obviously, I know you're going to be blessing so many people with this podcast. Um, number one, for me, I know that like moving my body, physically moving my body is so fucking important for me. So my husband and I went to Thailand before the world like fucking collapsed as it is now. So this is COVID-ish time. Um, my husband and I went to Thailand. When we came home from Thailand, we had walked a ton every day in Thailand. And when we had come home, I was like, I just enjoyed our walk so much every day. And obviously it was like for the Canadian people, it was like 35 degrees Celsius. It was fucking amazing the whole time. But we come home and I was like, I just loved our walks. So I'm just going to start to walk again. Cause I'd always been like a Stairmaster guru and fiend, but I was like, I'm just going to go for walks. Well, <laughs> how many months later, 12, 30, 14, 14 months later, I've probably missed my daily walk maybe 30 times in 18 or how many, 14 months. Um, I literally am obsessed with getting outside and getting fresh air. Even when I don't want to, when I'm pissed off, that's the time that I don't want to do it, but that's the time that I absolutely need to do it. If I'm having a bad moment, I will actually, (laughs) this kind of sounds crazy, but I will run up and down my stairs for three minutes to a song just to change my energy. I will yell out loud. I will say, this is completely ridiculous. Why are you frustrated about this? This is happening for you. And I'll just like talk myself out of it. I also know like sometimes, you know, to give myself a grace for it. Sometimes I know that like, I just have to sit and be still like I have literally forced myself. And I know that this sounds so crazy to some people, but I have literally set forced myself to sit in a chair without a phone, without any noise, without anything. And I was like, just sit here five minutes, just fucking sit here. And like, it'll just change your energy. I know it's so weird, but, and then the last one that anyone can do any one of you listening to this can do is gratitude. I literally had one of my one-on-one clients just last night. She's like, I'm so sorry to bug you on a Friday at four o'clock. She's like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And it's just like, I'm feeling like so stressed and she's a successful business owner. And I was like, okay, amazing. Um, are A and B actually true? And she's like, no, but I see where you're getting that. I was like, okay, cool. So they're not true. Also, what are five awesome fucking things that happened today? And she's like, oh, I knew you were going to make me do this. And I was like, okay, awesome. And she's like, that was hard. And I was like, okay, if that was hard, awesome. Let's do five more. And then it just changes everything. Cause what you focus on, you find. And Every single human being on the planet has something to be grateful for. You fucking woke up like you are a rock star. You are winning compared to a lot. (laughs) So those are a few things for sure. Completely. I totally relate to the gratitude too. doing the gratitude and seeing the silver linings and the joy and the simple things and get back and actually look around and think about all of the things that we have to be grateful for then yeah, it just totally transformed the energy and energy. Like when you just, when you walk into a room, nothing has to be said. You can walk into a room 
where the energy is negative, has a bad vibration, and you just walk in and immediately feel it. It takes you over. And same thing with uh, like transforming the energy into a positive, joyful, light, high vibration. You can feel that. You can walk into a room and your body is just vibing. You feel it and pick up on it. So yeah, when you start to live in gratitude and look around and see all the things to be grateful for, I feel like your vibration also changes and you're bringing uh, a better vibration to the table for yourself and for other people. And yeah, maybe it gets you in the, in the right heads, in the right place to attract all of the things that you want, like that you're putting out there and that you want, because if you're living in that, that dull stagnant energy, then of course, that's the stuff that's going to yeah stick with you. That's a hundred percent the truth. Like I literally want to call you out right now because you honestly are one of the most high vibrational people that I've ever met from day one. When we started working together, that is like one of your areas of genius. Like I could cry. So if you are listening to this podcast and you want to change your energy, you just need to listen to Candace's podcast on 24 seven, because that is what you put out into the world. You are just a vibration of positive energy. And like, I guarantee I'm not even as positive of you. Like you just have this beautiful aura of like finding the amazingness in every little single thing. And that's like, I mean, the sign behind you wake up, kick ass, repeat, like that's your life. And that's what you do and find those people. That's one thing I didn't hit on too, that you and I know like massively times 10 is so important is who you fucking surround yourself with. If you are constantly surrounded by negativity, literally throw on this podcast Oh, throw on my podcast. I'll give you 10 more that you can listen to that like literally will change your vibration because of what you're putting into your body. Like what you think, what you surround yourself with, you will attract. There is no doubt about that. It is law of attraction. Fucking Google that shit. <laughs> Completely. So I want to go, I want to go there for, um, when you made your kind of shift in your life, how many years ago, when you stepped into this space, who did you start surrounding yourself with? Who are these people? Because when you are in a room with the winners, with these people who bring that to the table, then it's kind of like osmosis. It just seeps into your body, into your blood, and you just want to do better, be better, uh, do all the things. And like, there's no dream that is too big when you're in a room with these people. So who are these people for you and how did you find them? Where, where, where did you start? Yeah, it's so, so unbelievably true. You know, it's interesting. And I hadn't thought about it a ton until just a few years ago. So I, before I got into this industry, I was playing professional golf. But what I was really doing for the last probably five to eight years after transitioning of actually like playing, trying to actually keep a score play on tour type of situation is I did these corporate and charity golf events. And what that time did for me was basically high level executives, businesses, charities, corporations hired me to go play golf with high level executives and clients. And so for a very long period of my life, and actually, if I really think about it, when I said, when I was 14 years old, I started playing golf or I started working at a country club. So I'd always been surrounded by, and I grew up in a middle normal class family, definitely didn't have abundance by any means. But what it had taught me since a young age is I was always surrounded by people who were quite successful. You know, if you were a member at a high level country club, you know, you had some sort of success. So I always saw that it was possible. Then when I started doing the corporate and charity golf events, I was hired by big people. Like I had clients who were literally on the billionaire list. I had flown in private jets, done all the things. So I was surrounding with, and I'm not saying all those people are great high vibrational people, but they were successful. And so it allowed me to see that like, they're not that fucking special. They are, but they're not to where I couldn't do it. So that was something huge for me too. 
Then when I started changing my mindset, I remember it specifically. And I've actually, he's one of my best friends still to this day. Um, he is probably the person who changed my life most dramatically. And he was my golf coach for, uh, a, a few years. Um, <laughs> I, I even don't want to say that about him because I'm like, I wasn't that amazing of a golfer. I was good enough, but I wasn't that great, but he hundred percent changed my life. I'm going to have him on the podcast. 99% of people on the world will not know who he is, but his name is Justin pointer. And he's an amazing golf instructor. He's worked with some of the best in the world, but he keeps super low, low profile. Um, and he was probably one of the first people, I think I met him like 13 years ago, um, at a golf show in Orlando. He has literally transformed my life in his positivity and his faith. He was really probably the first person to me that I was like, okay, there's something to this faith thing. And there's something to always finding the gratitude, always finding the epicness. And this is a man who has not had a perfect life. I mean, he's had cancer, like all the things, but every single moment of his life, he truly believes is like one of the greatest blessings on the planet. And just putting myself around him changed a lot of things. And then having the faith, like me finding my faith, something greater than myself. And in the beginning I was, you know, I didn't grow up in, in my faith. So that was something very different for me, but I think for me being around that, and then what happens when you change is the people around you start changing. You know, still to this day, <laughs> there is not going to be someone who's like negative Nelly that fucking likes hanging out with me. They just don't because they're like, you are too happy, too positive, too like high vibe to even want to be around because I am not going to succumb to, oh my God, my life is so miserable and everyone hates me and God hates me and the world hates me and I don't have enough. And my husband's this, my husband's that I'm like I, it, those people just don't want to be around me. But the people who want to be around me most often are the people who are like vibing on the same level because that's what they want to be around. And so sometimes when you're in the beginning of changing your life, you go through a period where it's really lonely. And there's a lot of people, you know, that come to me and in my programs, my coaching, my masterminds that say like, I don't have a ton of friends. I was like, Hey, you know what? It's cool because you're in this stage of getting rid of the things that are no longer serving you and coming into a moment where like fast forward a couple of years, you're just going to be so fucking grateful for all of the Epic humans, whether they're your BFFs or you see them every day or they're all around the world. It's just the vibration in which you are now living. You are going to be attracting that. Definitely a hundred percent. I want to go back to this point that you made, cause I think it's so important for people to realize when you are working with these execs and you were um, your human connection specialist and having the conversations and, and really taking people, I just so believe this to be true, taking people off the pedestal. We are all human. We all have a story. We're all started somewhere. And when you take these people who are in a powerful position, who make the millions, do the things, have a successful business, and if you just bring them down to face level and connect and have conversations, I think that is 100% the most powerful thing that you can do and have is authentic, meaningful connections with people. That is what we thrive on. That's where we live. So when you start to take these people, in these positions and just connect and have conversations and get to know them, then it kind of gives you permission to step into yourself and, you know, be all the things that you want to be and see yourself as magical and unique and incredible because we all are in our own way. We just sometimes don't give ourselves the permission to, I don't know, step into that light. And sometimes we compare ourselves to what oh, that is, is so true. It's so good. And it is so, so true. One of the reasons why I called myself a human connection specialist, really honest to God, it, it didn't have a ton to do with golf. I always said you had to play golf pretty good and you had to look pretty good, but overall you really had to connect with human beings on a human level. I never connected with someone or I was never really like, I don't think I've ever been quote unquote star struck in my life because at the end of the day, 
if I could connect with these people on a human level outside of what they did or how much money they had or, you know, the talent that they had, you really can make a human connection. And that's what really matters. And I remember I had a Wall Street executive, like basically in tears after a golf a golf game, because we were talking about something personal in his life that was happening in my life. And, you know, when you bring people down to just like human being on human being, it changes everything. But then being around those people too, makes you realize that, oh, fuck, I can do this just as easy as they can do this. <laughs> we all have our own struggles. Everybody sees on the surface. It's like, we all have our moments of, I don't know, when we get into those places where we feel maybe unworthy or I don't know, have to put a stop to those feelings or get in comparison or, or just going through a shit show. It's like, they make it look like, yeah, this is easy. It just kind of fell into place when behind the scenes, it actually like stuff goes on behind the scenes, but those people are just, I absolutely love how you say this. If you are not willing to give up or to quit, you will never fail. It's just those people when the road bumps happen, when the storms come in, they just decide that no matter what, they're just going to keep going when it's a lot easier just to quit because it can get hard. But when you make the decision to keep going, then the magic oh, happens. It's so true. And it's brilliant. I love that you say that because it like it's the number one key. Like every overnight success, you just didn't see the 25 years it took for them to get overnight. Like you didn't see the nights that it's really hard that they're crying or you don't see the fact that, you know, right now in the online space, obviously I, I most of my business comes from an online platform and it's so interesting because there's so many fucking fake people out there and coaches and people saying they're making millions of dollars when, you know, all the things. And some people say, oh, I started from scratch or whatever, but you don't see like their parents gave them like a hundred million to start or, you know, they already had the like fucking Maserati or they're renting the Maserati for the day, like all of the fake bullshit. But like what you really don't see is most successful people. I remember, I don't know what country song it is, but there was like, um, I think it's like Kenny Chesney's song, big star. And there's, you know, they, she slept her way to the top and all the things like at the end of the day, the people who have the long-term success, they're fucking there for a reason. Cause you can only ride your looks for so long. You can only ride, you know, who your parents are for so long. Like, at some point in time, a person who has long-term success has actually had taken a few punches along the way. They were willing to stand the fuck up. They were willing to get go bankrupt three times before they had their success. They're willing to pivot along the way. So I love that you point that out. So if you are listening to this today and you are going, oh my gosh, well, that's easy for her to say. No, it's not fucking easy for me to say, go listen to some of the podcasts that I've recorded where I'm like literally bawling my fucking eyes out, losing my ass and like thinking I should quit. I just didn't. That is the only difference. Like that is fucking it. <laughs> Completely. I want you to also touch on this too, because I know that for you, I know you said you wanted to hang with the guys in golf. You want to hang with the guys and you vibe with the guys. And I know for you, it was hard. And I think a lot of women experience the same thing. So I want you to take us to how did you find these women? Because you are surrounded now by high vibe women who comparison is not the game. They are there to lift each other up, to be in your back corner women that you can trust and you know that they have your back. Like, I think it's hard for a lot of women because I think a, we were raised that way to um, compare ourselves and to try to be better and, and, and all the things. So how do you find the same space that, yeah, want to cheer you on and lift you up and vibe together? Where do you, where are these women? I love it. Okay. So I think that there's like a few parts to this. So number one, in the beginning, I never had female friends. I probably had like two female friends, two or three female friends my whole entire life. And I can a hundred percent assure you one of the main reasons why is I always thought everyone didn't like me. The problem was I didn't like me. 
it's really hard to find people who are good human beings that like you if you don't like yourself. And this goes into relationships as well. If you've ever struggled being in a relationship, it probably has a lot to do with you not liking you and you not knowing who you are before you get into the relationship or the friendship. Because I was, I mean, I was told the same thing. Women are catty. Women are mean. Women will backstab you. Women will tear you down. Women will do all the things. Here's the truth. You're right. There is some of those women out there. Who cares? Don't be fucking one of those women. (laughs) Number one, don't be one of those women. Work on yourself. You know, there's people still to this day that are probably in my circle and I probably will get hurt at one point in time, but I cannot protect myself and keep myself in a bubble perhaps to get hurt. You know, it's the same thing of like, okay, I'm never going to, you know, if you were in a relationship, you know, one of the things that I will say is I'm very blessed. I've been in three relationships my whole entire life. And one of them is my husband. So that's never really been my thing, but it's like, if you've been wounded in a relationship and you're like, well, I'm never going to fucking do that again. (laughs) Like you're just keeping yourself safe. Right. And, and it's not actually keeping yourself safe because you may never experience like the magicalness that comes from it. So I can't go into every friendship going, well, she might hurt me. She might hurt me. She might hurt me at the end of the day. I know it's probably happening for me, but how can I show up and be a good friend? How can I love myself so I can let someone love me? How can I be a good friend to know that like that person can trust me? There's, you know, it's interesting. There's a woman I can think of that didn't talk to me for almost a year because she really did think that I was just going to burn her at some point in time because she was so afraid that, um, she was so afraid that I was going to be like the rest of them that she tried to keep, like we gotten close and then boom, like ghost town for like a year. And I just couldn't remember. I couldn't think of any of the reason why she did come back to me and say, Hey, I like, you know what? I'm sorry. This was on me. I just, didn't know how to take a real friendship because I've been burned so many times. And I still think she's working through a few of those things because she has kind of ghosted a little bit, but I can't be, I can't not get in a friendship with someone just in case I get fucking burned. I can take care of myself. I can, you know, know what I have to do to be a good friend. I can, you know, have some boundaries, but overall you're going to get burnt. You can't live in life like that. But for me, it was really finding the good high vibe female friends was like, I had to like myself first. And there was a, just a massive portion of my life that I did not like myself. So how could I ever like, oh, she's probably talking about me. She's probably telling like, she thinks I'm fat. She thinks I'm ugly. She's saying these things. No, I thought I was fat, ugly and saying these things, you know what I mean? So maybe they did too, but those were the type of people that I was attracting as well. Right. Like now I just don't attract those people as much because I'm just not that person. Like I'm not going to fucking slam myself to the ground around my girlfriends, because then those girlfriends know that they can slam me too. You know, it's kind of the same thing, right? So I think it had a lot to do with me taking care of myself first. And then obviously the more that I am high vibration, the more those people are going to be attracted to me. And, you know, we as women, it's interesting. I, I have never one day felt, um, you know, that I needed to be on a women's empowerment kick. I have had so many amazing men in my life that have blessed me along the way. I love guys. I love powerful guys. I love, um, you know, I know that a lot of my career, I looked a certain way and I played an athletic sport. I definitely got a few comments along the way. Um, I know that those are, you know, guys being guys, I, I was never, I'm very thankful to say I was never taken advantage of in a rude way. And I think when I, when someone ever, and it was very rare that someone tried to cross the line with me, I was just very confident in being like, that's not fucking okay. Like you can say, Hey, nice ass or a great pet or something like that, but no, you can't fucking touch me. And I think I was just like very confident in that. You know, I know that that's probably not a very, um, some people won't receive that very well, but there has been a lot of men who have just absolutely blessed my life. And, and I think guys are guys and women are women. And 
I'm very much traditional. Like when it comes to a, a, a relationship, you know, I believe that a guy should be a guy and a woman should be a woman because we are created that way. In a lot of regards, I am a type A personality. I can take care of myself, but I have also learned along the way that I want my husband to know that I, I want him to take care of me because that's what a guy was created to do. And I think for me, it's just been a journey in learning all of the above. So I know that kind of went on a tangent, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And I know one thing that you say a lot too is paying for your friends and friendships, finding people in the places. Why is that important to pay for your friends? Oh, I love that. Thanks for bringing that up. I was probably should have gone there. So I appreciate you as an amazing podcast host, bringing me back to the, the real, the real question. Um, I pay for my friends because I want to be in rooms where people vibe really high. And I know that for a really long time, it would have taken me years if ever to find the people that I'm now associated with, if I didn't pay to get in some of these rooms and it is worth every fucking penny. I do it year in, year out, I spend a vast majority of the money that I make to be in rooms, go on retreats, be, uh, be in masterminds, have coaches, go on experiences, because to me, that is what life is about. I want, I know that time is your most valuable asset. I know that I only have a short period of time left on this planet. Hopefully it's longer than, you know, tomorrow. And, you know, but I really, I, you know, I'm close to 40 now. So I know I probably only got what 40 more good years. I want to spend that money on experience with people that just make me float. And if I have to pay five, 10, 20, $50,000 a year or a, a semester to be a part of those groups, then I'm going to fucking do it because I literally experience of who I'm around and how I feel is the most important thing I'll ever spend a dollar on. You know, um, I'm the girl who loves getting a dollar off at the grocery store on a, you know, a bag of produce that's about to expire, but I'll fucking drop $10,000 to go on a retreat with some high vibe people in a heartbeat. So it's both. You can do both. <laughs> I absolutely love that about you. Totally. It's like, where where to save and where to invest in. And a hundred percent when you, I think even for myself, when I realize when I invest in myself, like there's no better thing that you can do for yourself is to invest in yourself. Because like you said, if you are happy with who you are, then really your life just becomes so much better on the daily. So investing the time into yourself, the money into yourself and saving a couple bucks at the grocery store or getting a good sale. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe prioritizing some people just prioritizing their money more is where it goes. And I mean, even for myself stepping into like, when I did my first one-on-one -on -one coaching call with you, maybe it was my discovery call. I was like, sign me up for the mastermind. I don't even... I don't even know what it is, but just sign me up because I want to be around you and who you hang out with and this vibration and this feeling that I have right now, sign me up. And the other day at work, I was telling a girl, uh, you had sent me a message about Kenny Chesney and she's like, Oh, what are you listening to? I'm like, Oh, this is my coach. And I talk about you all the time. And she's amazing. And she goes, well, how much do you pay for that? And I told her, and I think her jaw like literally dropped to the ground and yeah, I would have like explained it all. And this is why no. I was like, I see the value in it. I am investing myself. I want to be in the rooms with these people's people, even in like our one-on-one -on -one coaching was the most phenomenal experience. I loved every, every <laughs> I love it. I was on the call and in the mastermind now that I'm in these group of women that I've connected with, uh, from around the world that I would have never known, never spoke to that just adds so much value to my life. When you start to take away, I don't know, get scared of that investment because it will all come back to you in ways that you would never imagine. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be with money, just in connections, relationships, uh, the way that you take care and feel about yourself the way that you live daily, it just will come back to you. So 
I love how you talk about that. Well, thank you. And you know, obviously that was a beautiful testimonial, but it's all fucking hundred percent the truth. Like it's a hundred percent the absolute truth. You know, I love how we always use the word investment because so many people look at, oh, I can't believe you spend that much money on that. Like I promise you over the last five years, it's easily over a hundred thousand dollars that I've spent on just surrounding myself with the right people. And I would literally like ride a bike and you know, drive a, an 89 Pinto to be able to do the things that I've been able to do. And the cool part about it is Candace, you know, you've really, we've only been working together for a short period of time. And I know that you've been investing in yourself for a little while, but you have no idea. You have no idea what could possibly happen. The one best friend that you're going to have, and then the one connection that's going to come from this, or when you start, you know, doing retreats and people are just like, holy shit balls. I need to be around Candace. How can I make this possibly happen? You know, like I'm putting your, your, (laughs) one of your dreams out into the world. But when that resort fucking calls you, number one, I will be flying up there just to see your fucking face. Like I am so excited for when that happens. And here's the thing, like we can put these things into the universe because like I a hundred percent know without any like without any wavering whatsoever, it will happen for you because the shit that I have manifested in my head, I have no fucking business doing so many times over and over and over. But the one connection that you're going to make, the one opportunity, the lives that you're going to be able to bless by doing this. And so that girl, she may not be able to, to see that at this point in time. And that's okay. But For the people who know that they need something more and they just are at this point in life where they're like, I just need to find my humans. I just want to vibrate on the highest level because life is so short. And, you know, most people who come to me are either in the early stages of life, like 25 to 28 is that age range for a lot of people because they're like, holy fuck, I thought life was more than this. And then there's the people like in the late forties, early fifties who are like, oh my God, I've spent my whole entire life serving others. And I forgot who I am, what I love. And both of those age ranges are so amazing because I love seeing like people like have this almost eye opening of what life truly can be. And when you are surrounding yourself with these people, and sometimes it, it costs money to, to be around people who are vibrating so high. But like you said, it will either come back financially, it'll come back emotionally, it'll come back spiritually, or it'll come back in all of the above. That's my overall goal with everyone is to, you know, long game it out and it comes back in all the ways. So I'm so grateful that we touched on that because, you know, you can look at this as a sale or you can look at it as it's a sale to, you know, you truly living a life. Like I truly believe you and I both, we can firmly say we absolutely fucking love life. And that is a rarity in this world. And that is just like, it makes me so sad. It is my reason why I wake up a hundred percent because I never want a human being to feel the way that I felt for a, a big portion of my life. And now I wake up to make sure that other people fucking literally vibrate at the, like a laugh in the morning. Like, you know what I mean? Like what we, what we bullshit about, like back and forth. Like I, that is my why. Yes, your powerful why. I just don't even your scope and the how far you reach. I mean, you're reaching now. I mean, I don't know how long you've been doing like the one-on-one coaching from around the world, but your greatness is completely transforming the world. And I still believe this because I know it takes a moment, a person. It takes it's the slightest. It's what something I love that you do this for people. You, and I love how you say this, I am not giving you anything that you don't already have. I am just helping you uncover it. Mm -hmm. So in all of the people that you have served, I mean, that is, you are, you like radiate confidence and lift people up and, and allow them to find and live in their purpose around the world. And I just think it's such a, a butterfly effect because one person, once they start living in their person, blesses these people and these people, and it just multiplies. So what you've done for, I know, just myself and all of the other people over the years that get to surround themselves around you and be in these spaces are truly 100% 
blessed and have changed. I just know whether they have chosen to take it and run with it and made a big, powerful impact living in their purpose, or maybe if it's even just a subtle change and that's where they are right now, it just, it doesn't matter how big or small it is. It all is for the greater good. So I just think you just, you, that is your gift to the world. Thank you. But you know what? Let's talk about this too. That teacher that you were talking to the other day, if she literally just gets your vibration day in and day out, small changes, I guarantee you, you are changing that woman's life as well. Like she may never invest a dollar in herself, but she, if she consistently has time around you, your vibration, how you think, how you act, what your daily is, that woman will be changed too. And she, she may not know it. And she, you know what, a year from now, two years from now, she may go, oh my God, you're absolutely fucking right. That was the best thing I could have ever done. And how could I have ever have doubted it? Sometimes it takes people years. You know, I have talked to people for like there was a woman in my mastermind last year. I talked to her for four years before she decided to do my mastermind last year. It needed her that amount of time. And then there's other people I get on a call with. I like barely know them. They're like, perfect. Take my money. I'm in, you know, it have like, it's, it's both. Right. But at the same time too, it's just like, you never know the impact that you're going to make. And that one impact you've made on this teacher, she's going to then go home and make it on someone else. And so you're, you're absolutely correct. It is a butterfly effect and some people may get it and some people don't, but we don't show up for the people who don't get it. We just keep showing up. Right. No, I love that. And I think even I need to think back and reflect on myself and my journey. It's like, okay, I could have had these opportunities. I could have been that person who wasn't ready. It wasn't my timing. I had lessons to learn life to experience. And for me, even though I have lived in gratitude and see the gift of life, like the daily life and try to find this, like, that's the way that I live. But when these opportunities maybe arise, or I could have vibrated higher, maybe it just wasn't my time. So yeah, I guess that's so true. And there's to try to force someone to be there. And I mean, even for myself, if you're not ready, if you're not in that space, if you haven't decided to make that decision for yourself, then it doesn't matter. So I guess, yeah, the timing for me was recently to fully step into my purpose. And I just think, look how far it has propelled me so, so fast. So I just, and I love to, I know there's one woman in our mastermind group who's younger. And when you said, like, we were all, all of us older girls were like, you said, oh, I'm so happy. Like, you are so young and you are starting on this path. I'm like, oh, she's so lucky. I know. That's exactly the way I feel every time I get like a 24 or 25 year old and I'm just like screaming. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yes, we all want to jump up and down for you because we We all do. We're like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) You have got to that place way quicker than I did. I know. We're all so grateful. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'd love to have you on. I want to close off with a few final questions. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Let's do it. Okay. What are three of your greatest lessons you can share with? our listeners that you picked up along your journey? Mm, Always do hard things behind every hard thing is actually some amazing uh, epic shit. Um, Practice gratitude every single day. There's always something to be grateful for. You know, I think there's just, there's just so many have faith that it's all happening for you. Have faith that it's all happening for you. Like when you're in the shittiest of the shit, just know that it doesn't last forever. Go back to all of the other shit and just realize that, oh, it didn't last forever. And I've been through a lot of shit, like, you know, personally, you know, losing, losing really close friends, all the things it, it doesn't last forever. Mm, those are so good. Okay. What is it that makes you most excited to hop out of bed each morning? Mm, probably my clients, um, uh, my clients, um, 
you know, I, I truly always try to have something fun on the schedule. Like that's one thing my husband and I are really actually good at is we, we really do try to always like have something on the schedule. Like it's very hard for us not to have like a trip or a weekend away or something fun that we're going to go do. And like, sometimes it's like, just like a hike. And other times it's a weekend in Florida, whatever the hell it is. We love to always have something to look forward to. Like we, we just realize that life is really short and we always just want to enjoy it. And then like my clients, like I'm like literally fucking floating. I love doing this shit. I do it all day. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. How amazing that you can show up and just be yourself a hundred percent and show up for your clients that way. And that is what you get to do daily as a career. I know there's a lot of shit behind the scenes, which is perfect. Cause I have an amazing team, but yeah, overall, like this is what I get to fucking do. And it's awesome. Love it. Love it. And I love that you put things intentionally. This is something that I learned from you. So I just have to touch on intentionally adding to your schedule. What kind of things are you adding to your schedule intentionally? Like going for ice cream, having a hike, like you said, going on a trip, Mine were always like trips. I always think it's good to have one, even if it's six months down the road, two weeks, because when you have something to look forward to, it keeps you going. Yeah. And it could be something super easy. Like my husband and I, like next weekend, it's like Valentine's weekend and there's a horse track down in Louisiana. It's like three hours away. It's nothing. It's like fucking the most ghetto place ever, but we just love going. We like, you know, we love a certain restaurant, go for a drink, like even make a, a night at home, right? Like you know, like plug in the, the Amazon prime and watch a show. Like you've always got to just have something that brings you joy in your day. Like I have a lot of things that bring me joy. I'm very, very thankful for that, but you've got to be intentional about like knowing that, you know, it's okay to have a lot of joy too. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. My next question, describe yourself in three words. Uh, authentic. Um, caring high vibe love it I just want to add one more for you confident oh yeah I should probably say that (laughs) no I love it I love it but I'm just adding in that extra one thank you yeah okay my next question is what books or podcasts take up space in your life right now or played an important part in leading you to where you are today I love it. That's really good. So the three podcasts that I listen to probably the most are um, every day I listen to an Abraham Hicks. So if you don't know who that is, it's basically like a made up um, character of Esther Hicks. Um, She channels Abraham through that. So you should just really listen to it. They're, They're weird as hell when you first come to them because it's a little bit manifestational, high vibe, woo woo type of shit. But if you like literally it will change your life. One of my accountability partners said for 30 days, I want you to listen. And she just was telling her audience this, but even though she's telling her audience and she's one of my closest friends, I listen to what she has to say. Cause I, I have like to- total respect for this woman. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this for 30 days and for 30 days. And now it's been, you know, hundreds of days. I listen to an Abraham Hicks every day. There some of them quick podcasts they are seven to nine minutes. I listen to all my podcasts on one time and a half. So, you know, five, five minutes out of your life, 10 minutes out of your life. And just having that vibration is so big. So an Abraham Hicks every day, um, I'm obsessed with Danica Patrick because I'm manifesting her into my life. So I don't know when it's going to happen, but it fucking will. So I listen to her podcast every day or whenever she puts one out. And then my coach has a podcast that I sometimes listen to. That's really good. My best friend, Amy has a podcast called F it. That's really good. And then some days, honestly, like I don't want to listen to a podcast. So I just listen to like worship music or spa music. Cause I like low chill vibe. Love it. Awesome. So many good takeaways. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My last question, obviously you can't force someone to decide it's their turn, but you can plant the seed. So what seed would you like to plant for anyone listening today? Mm, life short. It can be good. If you are in a place in life, because there's certain people in my life that, you know, sometimes the hardest people to change are the ones that you love the most, you know, mm-hmm. the ones that you really, really, really would give your left arm to help them. But sometimes you can't. One thing that I I have come to realize over the years is that you can't make anyone do anything they're not really wanting to do a or not ready to do. 
Some people will never be ready. There's people in my life um, that I just know they don't know. They literally don't understand that they actually hold the key to the happiness. They hold the key to the abundance. They hold the key, the decision to truly loving their life. And I will tell you some of the wealthiest people I know, some of the people that you would think are the happiest are probably some of the most miserable, miserable people in the world. Um, they just don't know. But if you're listening to this podcast, you do know, you know better. So do better. You know that you can actually do this because if you and I can do it, Candace, anyone else listening to this can do it. Like it fucking takes effort. It's the easiest, hardest thing you'll ever do. Changing your life is the easiest, hardest thing you'll ever do because you just fucking, it's easy. Everything that I do, everything that you do is like, it doesn't take, like, I'm clearly not a fucking rocket scientist. Like I barely know how to do anything in my business. I use a calculator for everything, like all the fucking things. But at the end of the day, it's so easy and yet so hard because most people, why I'm different, why I know you're different is because we actually do it. Most people quit. That's like the fucking key. You want to know the key to success? Don't fucking quit. Boom. That's it. Like that is a hundred percent it. I just will never quit. And so I have unwavering faith. I'm going to be successful. Like it's just that simple. So if you actually want to change your life, do it and don't quit. Love it. Yeah. The best, best advice. Keep showing up, take the action, be consistent. Because like you said, it is 100% the easiest things to do, but it is 100% the hardest thing to do. Because if you're not consistent and you don't take action, well, it's never going to come to fruition. 100%. There's so many. Mic oh my- drop, baby. Mic drop. You crushed that. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I absolutely love talking to you. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you for hours. I'm like vibrating over here. I know. Me too. That's the point of it. No, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, yeah, all you've brought to my life and everybody else's. Absolutely love it. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of All Things Relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.